0: I know that human beings and fire can just peacefully. This, without finding. PetriDish.
1: This episode is brought to you by Their Watches. At PetriDish, we've started to do a lot of camping. And that means we need watches that aren't just stylish that don't just look good, but are resilient, that are tough, that are going to be able to handle the elements, handle whatever you're doing out there in nature. That's why we're looking at Vare Watches. And if you go to
0: VareWatches.com, V-A-E-R Watches.com,
1: and use our promo code PODGO15,
0: P-O-D-G-O-1-5, then you can
1: get these sexy American watches all up on your wrists. Vare Watches! Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish, I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. Okay, so the backstory of today's episode is that, um, you know, there are vitamins, <laughs> right? And you know, I, I see vitamins in Costco on the street under the bridge, you want some vitamins, you gotta pay the total, right? And you know, I think because I see vitamins marketed so much, I had a question for Sean maybe last recording or something, where I was like, so Sean, are vitamins like real? Or are they like bullshit? Mm-hmm. Are they just, like Gwyneth Paltrow, just like crystallized juice or something? like? Sure. Because they're marketed so much, I think I just kind of became suspicious of like, maybe they're not even real. Mm-hmm. Apparently they are.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the idea of a vitamin is that they are essential right. to us living, but we don't make them right. ourselves. Right. So, all vitamins, you know, you do need to get some of them.
1: Right. They're actually, vitamin is, vita in Chinese means life or vitality. <laughs> and then min is the guy who made them. <laughs> <laughs> right, wow. so like from ancient Zhuangzi, right? Like I'm talking Taoism. Uh, this guy just came in and was like, "Hey, I can make your dick hard." Because that's like all oh, Chinese medicines about that for some reason. Sure, and he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna give you some of my life, men, <laughs> my vata men." That's where the name comes from.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. There you go, everyone. It's another installment of Nathan's uh, True History Lies. I, whoa, wait, lie? Yeah. You're a- Anyone who's in Big Trouble in Little China knows what I'm talking you're about. You're a fucking liar. He I mean, um, was in that movie, <laughs> but. What I wanted to start with was actually vitamin C in particular.
1: Oh, okay. All the other vitamins are bullshit. Vitamin C is the only real one. <laughs> no,
0: they're all real, Nathan. Okay, they don't okay. be so naughty. They all exist. Um, but vitamin C, Uh, our, our mom sometimes gives us little gummies, little yeah. vitamin C gummies that yeah. I just kind of gobble up. And so, so like 2,000% of the daily recommended dose, right? <laughs> well, uh, yes. So as I was thinking about your question about vitamins in general, it kind of occurred to me that like, Even though I know vitamin C is a real thing that we need, I don't actually know what vitamin C does.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Like, actually. Right. right?
1: It could just be asbestos clogging up your lungs. (laughs) You wouldn't even know. Well, it's an antioxidant, but I was like, but an antioxidant for what? Antioxidant's another great expression that, like, now it's been marketed and now I don't know if it's real or not. Right.
0: Like, at a certain point, you're like, okay, I know that there's oxidant shit, you know, Uh, and, like, reactive oxygen species, and, like, something needs to soak those up, but... For Like, when? And why? Yeah. And for what purpose?
1: It's it's kind of like how a fractured media landscape has, like, led people to be super subjective about political news and just believe anything based on whether they like the source or not. Yeah. That's how I am about advertising. It's like, advertising has fractured my sense of capitalism plus reality. <laughs> so, like, anything that's capitalized is like, I don't know if that's, like, real or not. Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, just a full-blown scam.
0: Yeah, so actually, uh, we're going to talk... In detail about some of the things that vitamin C is advertised for, right, and everything. And so, let's get into it. All right, Nathan. So, do you know what vitamin C even is? It depends
1: on what historical period you're looking at. <laughs> uh, you know, in early uh, not to be broken record, but in early Taoism. <laughs> It was the flakes of a rhino horn, and I understand now that's been synthesized.
0: It's like, you know, a little different. <laughs> wow. Okay. You're really hooked on this Taoist thing today. Um, yeah. Is all of your historical references going to be referring to? Uh... Well, you know,
1: I've always been a very fanatical Taoist, uh, <laughs> set against the Chinese secular government, and I just I I, found, I decided I'm just going to be out and let my freak flag fly about
0: it. All right. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Also, you did a great job saying "freak flag fly" because yeah. that's not easy to say quickly. I just usually say. <laughs> vitamin c is a small molecule and another name for it is ascorbic acid or ascorbate. Okay. Both start with C, so that makes sense. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little confusing. I think all the vitamins were named originally in German. Right. So, so in German, maybe... it's Kulturkampf. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so it starts with a C. <laughs> I always thought Kulturkampf was such a cool sounding word and represents such a beautiful idea. Well, it's just uh, the I... destruction of
1: cultures by one dominant one. <laughs> I love it. Get rid of Southern Catholicism <laughs> in, in the Bavaria. War of yeah. Um, <laughs> this is going kind of, This is such a stupid question. Okay. A molecule is just like what, like a couple elements hooked together to like make a dongarino. Yeah. So, so a vitamin C is just like a few elements that are like kis geese all together. They're like sharing electrons in their shells or whatever.
0: Yes. So it's actually a little ring of carbons and a little bit of oxygen oh. in there. It actually looks really similar to a sugar. Okay, Um, sexy. Which makes sense because it's actually synthesized from glucose. Cool.
1: And so we just like, so we just chug out vitamin C. We don't need any of these supplements. I mean, we take
0: sugar and we make them. So that's a great question. A lot of animals make their own vitamin C. Sure. Like a lot of fish, birds, almost all mammals make their own vitamin C. And so for them, you wouldn't call it a vitamin. Right. Because they just make their own from the sugar that they eat. Right. Humans do not make our own vitamin C. Oh, wow. Okay. What's it's, up with that? Yeah, so it's us, other non-human primates. There's like a few bats okay. that don't do it. There's
1: some birds that don't do it. Wow. So just like all the most avian and COVID related
0: things. just Oh, like, and guinea pigs. Ah, uh, guinea pigs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't make vitamin C. The situation is that we actually have all of the enzymes to make vitamin C in our genome. Mm, okay. Except the last one. The last one, we have it in our genome, but it's broken. It has a mutation. Or uh, in the case of humans, several mutations that make it so that it's not even expressed anymore. So we're just like, we're one enzyme away from being able to make our own vitamin C. That's cool. And it seems like, because there's all these different like disparate groups that can't make their own vitamin C, that this gene broke multiple times in evolution. Right. And it just seems like none of these species really gave a shit about... Trying to fix it. Again. Sure, I mean okay. a lot of things make vitamin C so you could
1: get it through consumption. So it's not that big of a deal. Right, right. But then again, a lot of Americans are deficient in vitamin C, it turns out. <laughs> I mean, I'm jumping a little bit. Yeah. Could we just like genetically engineer to just like make that enzyme? And then we could have anti enzymers who right? are being
0: like, Don't you mess with my enzyme production? Uh a few years ago, my favorite example of like the first thing I would CRISPR in humans if I was genetically engineering them yeah. was the vitamin C gene. Right. So I was like, then I'll never get scurvy again. Right. But like, (laughs) first of all... (laughs) Not a problem you've actually had a whole lot. Right.
1: People should be able to get enough vitamin C in their diet. Right. I mean, I'm just looking at you and there's nothing scurvy about you. You're a tall slice of man. You like my gums? Yeah, I do like (laughs) your gums. They uh, even taste like (laughs) lemon. Very citrusy. You're a citrusy Um, boy. But the... Guys, right now, the police are driving through. Dude, I think I heard gunshots last night. Oh. Yeah, I heard, gunshot, gunshot, gunshot. <laughs> is the guy shouting yeah. gunshot. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, we were watching Lovecraft Country. Maybe it's Lovecraft Country. <laughs> no, I mean, there was like, pow, 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 pow. And, I mean, it could be fireworks. But I remember 4th of July, I was like, wow, there's a lot of gunshots outside. Well, I remember
0: but- in the month preceding... Oh before my the God, July, dude, people were popping off. Yeah, it just sounded like every night at midnight or one a.m., somebody was like a firecracker. Yeah, it's like just one, just one
1: every fifteen minutes. It's like what's up? What's up with you guy? <laughs> okay. Um, well, sirens are over. Let's let's get back into it. Okay. Uh, what, so what yeah, so saying? well, you're talking about crispering people, oh. and i was talking about how
0: you're a sexy slice of man. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think <laughs> the thing is though that it seems pretty clear that from an evolutionary perspective. This gene just, like, doesn't want to stick around in some animals. You know mm. what I mean? There's not a lot that's kind of keeping it fixed. And so I'm a little worried that, hey, we CRISPR it in all of humans. Yeah. And then, like, five, six, seven generations down the road, it'll just be broken again. Right. So it's I'm just not, not sure that it's big of a deal. It. Yeah. This okay. This fucking gene. Damn. Well, vitamin C, our bodies don't even want it. it must be bad.
1: It must be bad for <laughs> you. If you can't even get genes to make it.
0: Aigu, you're such I'll a be, naughty boy.
1: Here, what is it? Really do okay. I don't want to hear about. Wouldn't vitamin C be such a great penis enhancement company? Vitamin C, (laughs) and it's just vitamin. It's like Dr. Oz show. You can pitch it. It's like just straight vitamin C injections into your
0: cock. And it's like, (laughs) why do you think it's called C, bro? Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's kind of annoying is that there are so many different words for penis yeah. that like you end up having so many vitamins. Because uh, I, I traditionally hear about it as vitamin D. Right, that's right? true. Like, oh, I'm vitamin D deficient. Yeah. Maybe vitamin C is just the sexiest vitamin. I think so. C can be so many sexual type things.
1: Well, we should know what it does then.
0: Yes. So vitamin C is an electron donor slash antioxidant. We mentioned that. It is legitimately an antioxidant. That's not just a buzzword. Right. Right. It is actually able to help deal with oxygen radicals and stuff like that.
1: What do oxygen radicals do that are so bad? They like to
0: bind to stuff. They're very reactive. And then once you bind to something, you've fucked up its actual function in some way. You can mess up its structure and therefore mess up its function. Okay. And so you can oxidize proteins. You can oxidize... Lipids, you can oxidize DNA and break right. DNA. So, so electrons are, are flown
1: around. They've got electrons to do mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> to, to donate do- yeah. <laughs> to dome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> bro, I doned all over Joe Biden's <laughs> campaign, dude. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, so so vitamin C is, is uh, it wants to give its electron to somebody, and oxygen is like gobble gobble gobble. It wants that electron, and so they bind and they kiss. And that way the oxygen isn't blasting something else. Right. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, yeah. So basically, vitamin C will get oxidized instead of some other maybe more important molecule like your DNA. Right. Vitamin C also helps recycle another really important antioxidant, which is vitamin E. Right, so we got extra vitamin E laying around. We gotta that right back up. Yeah, so vitamin E is a fat-soluble Vitamin. Okay. Right? So it likes to hang out in your lipid membrane. Right. And it helps to protect your lipids from getting oxidized. Okay. That's cool. Vitamin C is water soluble. So it can basically swap that oxygen off of vitamin E to like re energize the vitamin E so it can right. keep doing its job. Very cool. And then it can go and vitamin C can get recycled as well. There's like a whole process. Oh, okay. 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 But, you know, that's like a really general idea. Right, Like, it's true, though, like, oxidation happens in your cells whenever you're burning energy, you know, whenever your mitochondria is chugging and doing its thing. Right. You're creating reactive oxygen species. Okay, cool. So it is important to have antioxidants broadly, but, like, scurvy is really specific, you know what I mean? Like, you get, like, bleeding gums and shit like that. that's not
1: the full story.
0: Right. There's got to be something specific vitamin C does that explains why, like, pirates... Missing their teeth and shit. Right. right? So what
1: else is vitamin C doing? What's more specific to
0: that sexy little guy? Right. So there's 11 enzymes that vitamin C is an important electron donor and cofactor for. Okay. And eight of these are in humans. The other three are in fungi and we already did an episode on fungi. Cool, cool, cool. Fuck them. Out of those eight enzymes in humans, three of them have to do with collagen modification. Okay. And that is the main thing that has to do with scurvy, which we can talk about when we talk about scurvy a little bit later in the episode. If your collagen's fucked up, gums are fucked up. Yeah, and blood vessels. And blood vessels. Which is one of the reasons why your capillaries bleed when you have scurvy. Gross. Yes. But kind of broadly speaking, these enzymes are usually either mono or dioxygenases. Which are enzymes that slap oxygens onto stuff. So the vitamin C is important for helping in that process. Right. We're going to get some of these oxygens over to here. Yeah. And vitamin C is really important for the production of norepinephrine. Okay, cool. Which is made from dopamine and it's both Mm. a neurotransmitter and a hormone that's important for like your fight or flight response. Right. You know, I always do the flight. (laughs) <laughs> is that like something about dopamine? <laughs> so you're, just, you're always running? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the, you, you're gunshot, gunshot, you just like ran away. It was distant and I was in bed and I still ran across the <laughs> apartment complex. <laughs> vitamin C is also a cofactor for the enzyme that makes modifications to peptide hormones. Basically, that means that vitamin C has an effect on a lot of different hormones that can go all over your body and do a lot of signaling. That's cool. And it helps make carnitine. And carnitine is important for the transport of long-chain fatty acids to the mitochondria so you can get energy out of fat stuff. I, I like that, too. <laughs> All right. And then your juices, Nathan. Okay. Your gastric juices. Okay. Have a really high level of vitamin C.
1: Okay. That's because this- I
0: eat so much ceviche, Sean. Okay. <laughs> that's because I drink a lot of Greek wine.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's
0: vitamin C, but it tastes like it. <laughs> it's citrusy is what I'm trying to say. Well, okay. So I do want to say something. This confused me for a while yeah. when I was younger, is we talk about citrus fruits having a lot of vitamin C, right? Mm-hmm. Citrus fruits are sometimes sour or yeah. acidic tasting, right? That's not the flavor of vitamin C. That's something else completely. That's citric acid. Right. Okay. Citric acid is not ascorbic acid. Those okay. are two different molecules. Mm, okay. So how sour something is does not necessarily correlate to how much ascorbic acid it has. You're
1: a pretty smart little kid that that's the kind of confusion you had. (laughs) Well, I just remember thinking like vitamin C Citric right. Makes way
0: more sense.
1: Still, I mean, I was like a step below you. I was just squeezing lemons into my eyes by accident. <laughs> and it took me about five times to realize the causal relationship. And then I stopped squeezing lemons into my <laughs> eye. You, you,
0: it took you a while to realize when you're squeezing lemons, don't hold them in front of your eye when you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just kept doing it, like, for five minutes. Like, and oh, then finally after five minutes, I was like,
1: you know, maybe it's my squeezing of the lemon <laughs> and the ejection of the lemon juice into my eye. It's beautiful, though. It
0: hurts. <laughs> it's hard when that's how you have to learn every lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so your gastric juice, it's got lots of vitamin C in it, okay? And it's thought that the vitamin C that's in there might actually help prevent the formation of things called N-nitroso compounds, which are actually the compounds why you'll see a lot of like processed and cured meats say like no nitrates okay. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like when you're at the store yeah, sure, sure. on sure. the label, uh, I think more recently they've started saying like, no nitrates. And that's because those compounds, if they get oxidized a certain way, yeah. they seem to be mutagenic. So they can cause mutations and maybe be correlated with cancer.
1: Okay, cool. Isn't red meat mutagenic, though?
0: I mean, <laughs> a lot of things are <laughs> potentially So misogynic.
1: Aren't you already mutagenicizing yourself by just, like, eating cured meat? Like, you're well, probably mutagenicizing yourself. It's just you don't need to make it any worse. But... I feel like I'm changing whenever I eat prosciutto. I said to get more hair on my back. I like Godfather more. <laughs> you know, when I open the fire hydrant and I play in the summer, I yell like, hey, hey, the passing cars. <laughs> well, you know. Very it, loose Italian it's images. It's really hard to stay away from a good prosciutto. <laughs> it's hard, dude. So much, I just eat it off of raw pigs. They're just that's, walking by and they see my mouth on it. Like, that's not prosciutto. <laughs> well, I have, I have a natural gut microbiome that turns into prosciutto in my stomach. I see.
0: That's beautiful. Vitamin C seems to stabilize folate and iron in your gut so cool. that they're absorbed better. So a lot of people who are vitamin C deficient are also iron deficient. Oh uh, that's or bad. anemic, right? So so that's not great. Vitamin C levels are also very high in the eyes, maybe Mm. to protect your eyes from oxidative damage from light and UV rays. That's
1: why, if you look askance at the sun, close your eyes, you see like a little C,
0: (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the vitamin C. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. People think it's just like a ring. No, that's
0: a C. That's the big vitamin C. (laughs) God damn it. That's the master control C. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Vitamin C is also important for sperm maturation. Ah, yeah, I feel that. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can like if you haven't had some vitamin C recently, you can feel them turning. Exactly. Like, and then if I evil. rub lemon on them, I'm like human, I'm like pow! <laughs> My balls glow a little bit. <laughs> we'll get to this a little bit later in the episode, but vitamin C also gets gobbled up by immune cells. They love the shit out of that. Wow, so just everything loves vitamin C. Well, especially immune cells and neurons. Uh, are like the two cell types that like I love, just have a love, lot of neurons. It. You get a lot of vitamin C there. Sure, and your central nervous system. Right. Your brain loves vitamin C. Right. So, you know, we'll get into the whys a little bit. But in general, I will say that areas that seem to burn a lot of energy, which during an infection, your immune system burns a lot of energy. Your brain notoriously burns a shitload of the energy that you consume. Right. Those areas seem to really like vitamin C a lot. That's cool.
1: Okay, let's take a break. And then we're going to talk about another reason why America is a third world country now. (laughs) All aboard. All aboard. Hey, you slick slackers. Want to poke a lady with your dagger? Then come on down to Timothy Winthrop's Fish Market. We've got condoms, pants, daggers, and young adult novellas. Anything you need to snag yourself a lady or a fella. Not sure if you're ready to give your precious nickels and dimes to a guy who won't even risk it on a couple slant rhymes. Don't forget the wise words of Barry Goldwater. You can talk, you can talk, you can pick it, you can talk, you can pick a pick it, pick you can talk, you can talk, you can talk, 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 pick a pick it, pick it, you can talk. Where you want, but it's different than it was. Because minorities, minorities, they took all the territories. That's right. This is a mid-century salesman, a proud G-man, Dixiecrat, and a Klansman. Everything's tainted if you look back far. Why was Jasmine White not as dark as Jafar? Then again, I've always been here, then and now. If you don't think that's true, you're jab. Look around. That's right, cause it's 202020. Everything seems different, but it's 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 all still funny when you've got an orange man looming like the Wizard of Oz. It takes an Atlantic article to give suburbanites some pause. How's it okay for so many people to die? Baby, that's America so free you wanna cry. So, tune out the noise, all you cute crab boys. And coming down to Winthrop's to get some toys. Condoms, pants, daggers, so many to choose to stop a home invasion or blast out the blues. You've got life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Once upon a time, to mend a partner, to kiss. A home, a job, a lifetime of bliss. Now it just means stuff, stuff, stuff. All sorts of crap. Buy it all, buy it up. We take credit. So, don't worry, slick slagger, that you're a resentful piece of garbage. We'll give you some heels with our condom deals, all at Timothy Winthrop's Fish Market, opening this November in Santa Clarita, California. Guys, we're back with Petri Dish. So,
0: Sean, why is America a third world country now? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, basically, 7.1% of the adult U.S. population is deficient for vitamin C. That, and you're more likely to be poor here. You're more likely to die here. You're more likely
1: to suffer through amazing vicissitudes of God here than in any developed country. Wow. (laughs) Those are the other reasons. That and we're also 7.1% all
0: (laughs) vitamin C deficientized. 7.1% means that if you took 14 people, one of them would likely be vitamin C deficient. And I would be that person. (laughs) Yes. In In this room right now, one out of three people is (laughs) vitamin (laughs) deficient. (laughs) <laughs> so normal blood levels of vitamin C are greater than something like 23 micromolar per liter. Oh, sexy! Oh, uh, hold on. I don't have to say the liter part. Micromolar, Ooh. 23 micromolar. People are slightly deficient under that number, and then super deficient when they're under 11 micromolar. Micromolar sounds like if you took Ant Man, it's still Paul Rudd, and you made Paul Rudd Mole Man,
1: and he's <laughs> like micromolar, <laughs> and they're like. Ooh! Is it like a little star child like anime thing where he's naked and he flutters and there's like bright colors and then he like clasps on the armor of the mole man? Yeah, yeah. so this is also a little Sailor Moon and then he goes and he digs and he's this tiny little mole man who digs a lot
0: It took me a few minutes to understand what you were referencing. So just the Paul Rudd being naked part of it (laughs) It's like very in my mind. Yeah, very present right in your face. (laughs) Yes, but but I got you now slapping the best (laughs) (laughs) Nice you can get vitamin C from a bunch of fruits Okay. Citrus, cantaloupe, honeydew melons, cherries, kiwi, mangoes, papaya, strawberries, tangellos. I'm not actually what's a tangelo? I thought it was a pasta style. (laughs) (laughs) Tomatoes have fucking vitamin C. Watermelon has vitamin C. Do vegetables also? Yeah, dude. Whoa. They have a shitload of vitamin C. Cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. Eat your Brussels sprouts, Nathan. It's delicious. Keep going. (laughs) Bean sprouts, cauliflower, kale, mustard greens, red and green peppers, peas, fucking potatoes have vitamin C. And you know what? Luckily, also... KFC, Taco Bell,
1: Del Taco, (laughs) Chick-fil-A, Churches, McDonald's, notably not Burger King, right? All those also contain vitamin C in the packaging. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck? See, people don't know this, but it, you can eat the packaging. <laughs> just,
0: just to suck the wrapper that the taco comes in?
1: You just bite straight through it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so luckily for the average American, there's a lot of ways to get vitamin C through fast food. That reminds me of those Asian candies You that first have need the- to
0: say that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> then talk about Asian candies. All right, that's not true. But you know those Asian candies that have like the rice- Paper wrapper on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rice paper wrapper you can eat. Right. If you're impatient.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sean, (laughs) you can eat all wrappers if you're as impatient as I am.
0: Okay. I eat through Panda Express like plastic boxes. Ah. So here's one of the things that long list of all the stuff that has vitamin C. Yes. One of the issues is vitamin C is not very stable. okay? Okay. Okay. So the food, you want it to be fresh heating up vitamin C makes it break down like a motherfucker. Okay? Oh, interesting. So cooking food will take something that has a lot of vitamin C and make it have almost no vitamin C. Interesting. You can blanch it real fast though. Right. So blanching actually helps a little bit. Huh. So if you take something like mustard greens, okay, which has a lot of vitamin C, if you chop up the mustard greens a lot, okay, so raw mustard greens, chop them up a lot. You actually release an enzyme that can break down vitamin C. That's cool. Okay. So you don't Want to do that. Okay, well, that's you bad. Can, yeah, you want the vitamin C. You don't want to. broken oh, down. Oh, I'm sorry. God damn, you're, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you're not even fucking listening to the word. Okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, if you take the mustard greens and blanch them really briefly, yes. that deactivates that enzyme. Yes. And then you can chop up the mustard greens and your vitamin C stays safe. Sexy. So that's the idea. You can blanch a little bit. Don't heat it up too much because you break down the vitamin C. Eat as many fresh fruits and veggies as you can. And then fucking nobody should be deficient for vitamin C. What the shit? You know okay, I mean? like, okay. Don't do it. Because so, if you do, you get sick.
1: Very useful. Long list of things with vitamin C that no one's going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> People like kiwis. Uh, that's, uh, I saw Jojo Rabbit. I was, about to try, I was trying to think of my way to formulate the same <laughs> comment. That's true. Tecco is disturbingly handsome. Yeah. And I saw younger photos of him, and I was like, pass. And I, he's like, now nah, with little gray. And yeah. I'm like... Fuck. You yeah, know, like, he's a fox. Yeah. He reminds me of you that way. Why? Now the yellow a little salt and pepper. We need more <laughs> photos of you up on our peachy just Twitter. I think we're going to just like bump up and get like a million retweets. It's
0: mostly videos of you with your shirt off. Really? Did you put those <laughs> on? <off? laughs> no. There is one video I have of you where you're just in your boxers and you're dancing. Ugh. I have not put that up. <laughs> Well, that's what the people want. <laughs> Moving I'm, I'm, on. I'm waiting for someone to request it. So the big thing that I always heard
1: as a child, when I was an orphan boy, mm-hmm. I would sail across the seven seas as a Somali pirate. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm actually the basis of that Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, you're the captain now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the captain now. Okay, and one thing that I had all the time was scurvy. <laughs> yep. Okay, so and I was told later by a doctor, he was like, Nathan, you need... Y- you need more vitamins. <laughs> that's 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 the punchline
0: <laughs> god damn it holy shit okay so tell me about scurvy shot <laughs> all right so scurvy yeah we think about nathan pirates and bleeding out of their gums cool. the greeks were noticing scurvy way back in like the 1500s bce right hippocrates right described it, it as <laughs> the mouth feels bad mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's actually way more to that sentence, but, but that starting part was just so funny to me. It's the only part that's been <laughs> translated. The rest of it's in Attic <laughs> Greek anyway. The mouth feels bad. Thank you, Hippocrates. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. So uh, even then, the Greeks, they recommended a treatment with onions and other veggies that had enough vitamin C okay. that it would treat people. Back cool. then, it was mainly land scurvy. Oh, interesting. So people going on voyages but not having enough access to fresh stuff. Right. They weren't going on long enough sea voyages typically right to run into the issue right it was more like just sometimes you're hanging
1: out you're eating lamb and fucking yeah. heroes or whatever or gyros 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 whatever I don't know you're, you're e- eating them you're eating euros, <laughs> and Germany won't lend you more so mm. you're just like you have to do all these austerity measures and your gums hurt <laughs> and Hippocrates is like you need more citrus slash Keynesian models
0: yeah yeah exactly sometimes the state can accrue debt to buy more lemons <laughs> For the people. Yeah. <laughs> um, scurvy definitely started being a much bigger issue when we were going on those longer sea voyages and colonialism and all that kind of shit, right? I love colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a hot take. Magna Graecia, or
1: whatever it was called. That was like the greater Greek like colonial network. Like especially the boot of Italy. Those guys are like way hip deep in that shit. I'm talking about later colonialism. Oh, whoops. Like, Europeans running around the rest of the world. I would say that one's bad, but I, like, love nutmeg. And I would not have the, the quantities I have that right now
0: if, like, some stuff didn't happen over the last 600 years. All right, I'm glad that your nutmeg consumption validates the destructive force that cloning I've has. I've seen you use paprika. Yeah, but Hungarians had paprika.
1: What? Who do you? We conquered them too, right? Like,
0: <laughs> you should thank the Austrian Empire for that. I don't know if that's... Uh, colonialism don't let me distract you yeah yes okay so these voyages were like being away from supplies of fresh food for like longer than one to two months which is usually how long it takes for somebody to like like you actually get deficient from vitamin c relatively quickly because we don't store it very well but the cells that like you really need to have the vitamin c right they have so much of it that they store up that like you can be okay without symptoms for like a month Maybe two. Cool, okay. And then you start tanking real hard. It is not good Yeah, you get real sick. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, there are reports from, like, the 1500s of, like, ships, doctors, and sailors and stuff like that. Right. Noticing that people had scurvy and then treating it with, like, citrus. Apparently, they'd grow horseradish on the boat, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, even back in the 1500s, which is really kind of pretty early right. in this long voyage shit. It's not like scurvy happened. They're like, what do we do? Right. You know People I mean? didn't understand the mechanics of
1: vitamin C, but they appreciated what was going on and and found good pragmatic Joe Biden style solutions. What does the Green New Deal mean to me? <laughs> lemons, lemons, lemons.
0: <laughs> well, so it's interesting because, you know, how British sailors are called limeys. Yeah. The origin of that nickname or whatever, right. for me was always like, okay, it's because the British Navy recognized that there was a scurvy issue. Right. And so they used limes to help protect all their sailors. And then I looked at the etymology. It
1: turns out there was just a discarded lime on the boat that Nelson was on in Trafalgar, and he slipped on and died when he hit his head. <laughs> and the French were like, ha ha, <laughs> like you guys are limey.
0: <laughs> That's where it comes from, actually. No, oh, you're so naughty. You're so naughty. But that made it sound like, to me, yeah, a while ago, that the British had this kind of like great innovation. Right in picking limes and, like, recognizing, oh, this is how we treat scurvy. Right. But Whereas like, it was really the Arawak people and then we're like, stab, stab, stab! And then we took that idea. Well, it's just, people knew about it for, like, at right. least 250 years A while before the British kind of tried to standardize it. I think that's the big thing, is like it it was more anecdotal stuff from like ships, doctors being experienced on on, like their particular ship.
1: Right, and then some British guy, he's playing in the background, he's like writing and he has a monologue where he's like, my dearest Clarice, I will now change the history of the world with my
0: lemons, you know? (laughs) Well, I think what's fun also is that they picked limes because India was a big source of limes for them. Oh. And so they could get them fairly cheaply. Before that, people were using yeah. lemons. Wow. Lemons actually have more vitamin C than limes do. So wow. limes are actually worse than lemons for this. They were just cheaper. So lucky, man. I mean, the British from India, the exploitation of India got them fucking
1: lemons and limes, or limes, I guess. Got them fucking curry. Yeah. And got them sex tips. Yep. It was all missionary before India. And then they at least figured out doggy style. And a shitload of tea. And tea. Those
0: tea-drinking bastards.
1: Opium. Oh, did they get that through India? Uh, that's where they grew most of it. Oh, I don't sure. think, like, India invented <laughs> opium, but they were, like, they were, I like, a, I mean, the it was, British, like, we're getting it. Right, right, right. They, like, looked at, I think, what is modern Pakistan. I'm not exactly sure, but, like, the
0: Indus, and they were, like, opium grows your good. <laughs> They're, like, well, let's do that. Wow. Anyway. Very naughty. So... <laughs> You know, even though people were figuring this out in the 1500s, by the 1600s, there were still ships going out there where like 30% of the crew would die from scurvy every once in a while, right? So there was still this issue and it varied a lot from ship to ship based on how- Luckily, they were all prisoners and
1: orphans anyway. So the British were
0: like, well, (laughs) Well, so the (laughs) British wanted to standardize this, but also, you know, fresh citrus will go bad, right? Right. And so they were like, okay, what's a way that we can keep the sort of scurvy battling aspects of this? So, one of the things that they tried to do was make, like, syrups of lime and lemon to sort of, like, concentrate the ascorbic acid. Very cool. Yeah, except they did it by cooking Ah. the stuff down, right? They'd boil off the water, which would make the vitamin C not existing anymore. Right. (laughs) It would destroy the vitamin C. And so, actually, a lot of those tinctures or whatever didn't actually help at all, but were passed around the Navy and just, like made it placebo-wise, made the sailors think that they were going to be fine. Okay. When a lot of them were still dying of scurvy. Wow. So it wasn't until later that they actually figured out a way of sort of getting rid of some of the water, evaporating some of the water off, while also adding a little bit of stabilizer to keep the ascorbic acid fresh. hmm And then that tincture seemed to have worked okay. One thing I will say is that, like, on some of the Arctic voyages, right, some of those Arctic trips, interestingly the lime stuff right. that those explorers had did not fucking help at all for scurvy. Right. So a lot of them were dying from scurvy. And the ones that survived, survived from eating fresh seal. Right. Because seals actually have a shitload of vitamin C. Cool. They can make their own and they have in their liver and stuff like that. And taste tastes great. So win-win. So, you know, some fresh seal liver. And, and then boom, popped right back up. So you need to
1: not cook the liver, right? Because that'll denature the vitamin C. Right. So you need to like just...
0: It's yeah, like, yeah, I think wow. I think it was raw liver in particular that has, like, an insane amount of vitamin C. So you don't need to eat very much of it. That's super gross. Have you eaten liver? I've never actually eaten liver. Yeah, I've had liver. I've had liver. One way that I've had it is sliced kind of thin, and then, like, you, you kind of have, like, a lot of pepper and cumin on it, and then you fry it up real quick. Ugh. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of effort for something that was like, eh, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you eat? So you cooked it.
1: Yeah. In what, in what context did you have liver?
0: Is it something that just, I don't know, just moment? Uh, I, I was looking through a recipe book. Oh. And it, had a, it was like, oh, you know, like different foods that have like a lot of vitamins that like some people don't try out very often. And it was like one time, why not? Yeah. Okay. So I went, to, I went to the grocery store. I was like, do you guys... I have liver? Is that like a, like, like a thing? This is then... why
1: you're a scientist, man. It's because you're so <laughs> empirical. You're like you ate ten livers.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to give it a shot. Damn. You know, n equals ten is beautiful. Awesome. So vitamin C. How does being deficient actually cause scurvy? Right. Right. Like we said, it's really important for collagen production, and collagen is not just the stuff that makes your skin all nice. It's also a really important part of your extracellular matrix. In all of your connective tissues. Cool. Okay. And your blood vessels. Okay. So when you do not have enough collagen, your blood vessels, your capillaries will just start bleeding sometimes. Okay. They'll just start leaking. Okay. And you notice it a lot in your gums, but it can happen anywhere in your body. You can just internally bleed. Okay. And then also... Your gums get really unhealthy because there's a lot of collagen in there. So your teeth can fall out. But scurvy has a lot of other issues. It can cause malaise and fatigue. Jeez. So you end up getting really messed up. Okay. And so a lot of people die. A lot of people actually die from pneumonia with scurvy. Okay. Because the other part of this is that it severely affects your immune system. Wow. So people get opportunistic infections. Sweet. And then that nicely segues into our next bit about vitamin C and the immune system. Okay, so let's take a pause so Sean can cool
1: off. He even just says immune system. Sean's a rock hard and ready to go. <laughs> so let's let that let's let that deflate a tad <laughs> and then, then half mast. And then we'll be back after a
0: short break. The following is an actual advertisement. This is the Bold Scientist Podcast, where we talk about science, from the factual to the fictional, and sometimes a bit of both. With me, your host, Dr. Oné R. Pagan.
1: For more information, please go to boldscientists.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you.
0: Chalk me in, baby. Uh,
1: okay. So tonight's guest is an immunologist <laughs> from UCLA. He's just written his book, How to Study Science Sexy. Ooh. There's a comma in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my guest, please welcome Esquire Sean Allen.
0: Wow. I'm an Esquire now.
1: So Sean, tell me about Crusader Kings 2, 3. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: That's three. what everyone wants to know about. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. Okay, okay, great. But you have totally fucked up. <laughs> okay, so so what we're talking about, vitamin C in the immune system. There are, as we mentioned earlier, a bunch of enzymes that use vitamin C really specifically. Oh. And we get how that's connected to scurvy and collagen production and everything like that. Why do immune but, cells love it so much? Though? Right, exactly. And they really love it a lot. Wow. And one of the things that you actually see when you get sick, especially like uh, systemic sickness, like in COVID when we see what's called ARDs, right, right? Art is acute respiratory distress syndrome. Oh syndrome. shit! So, but it's a, uh, it's basically like an inflammation syndrome. So right? vitamin
1: C can cure COVID.
0: Let's <laughs> take a few steps back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, there's actually clinical trials to see if it helps at all. Ooh, maybe. But the main point is that in something like that, where you have a lot of inflammation, if you take people's blood before and after, right before the inflammation and yeah. then while they're sick, sexy. Their vitamin C levels drop off a cliff. Okay. into seriously deficient levels. huh okay. And it happens to pretty much everybody during a very serious infection. Right. Because your immune cells, it seems, because your immune cells are just gobbling up all the vitamin C that they can get. That's cool. Okay. okay. So it must be doing something for those immune cells, but what are they even using it for? Tell me, baby. Yeah. All right. So let's start with the innate immune cells. Ooh. Listen to the episode. Ooh. It's actually our most listened to episode. That's shocking to me. Oh, yeah. yeah mind machine interface what is everyone doing mind machine interface is close to the least listeners I know that's fucking nuts dude that shit's so cool dude it's like, it's like that guy and then the only ones that are worse are climate change yeah, which I mean people are going <laughs> with that <laughs> They're like, I don't know if I need to hear Nathan and John's opinion on climate change. It's so hot outside, you guys. Uh, It's really hot. Yeah. Anyway, one example of an innate immune cell that loves vitamin C are neutrophils. Right. Do you remember neutrophils, Nathan? Yeah, it's like where you dig up a corpse and and fuck it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But do you seriously not remember neutrophils? Because we've talked about them like fucking seven times.
1: No, I do remember. Sean, you gotta realize my memory is like this cloud forest. It's this beautiful, diverse... Uh, place with a lot of mist <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't like I like I like can see the outline of a neutrophil and, like do I know what it is I mean when you
0: start telling me I'm gonna remember that's actually I'm really proud of you yeah because a cloud forest is an excellent way to describe your memory I was just writing a vampire store with some cloud forest stuff in there so it's like <laughs> that's the last thing in my memory I love it okay um, neutrophils are some of the most common Innate immune cells in humans. Sexy. They're the ones that are, like, first on the scene. They're the ones that like to barf up their own DNA. Right. Or dump out a lot of reactive oxygen species. Right. They're the, the rookie cop.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Trigger
0: warning. Right. Just said the word cop. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they're the ones that like to gobble up bacteria and try to kill them. And they're also the ones that, like, for example, are heavily implicated in psoriasis breaking out. Damn. Right? Because they dump out so much stuff that seems to aggravate the tissue. That that might actually kind of exacerbate psoriasis. Okay. Um, So neutrophils love vitamin C. Very cool. And maybe it's because neutrophils produce so many reactive oxygen species for the purpose of killing bacteria. Very cool. That in the process of making that and storing that, they need vitamin C to help protect themselves. Right. Or something. Also... Aside from making reactive oxygen species that are inherently dangerous, right. the process of making them uses up a lot of energy. Right, okay. And so their mitochondrias need to be working a lot. Right, sexy. And that produces even more reactive oxygen species. So we right? really need this vitamin C. Especially when they're activated, right? right? Activated neutrophils, they all of a sudden there's what's called a respiratory or oxidative burst, okay? And that means like now they're sprinting, right? Right. And so for the sprinting, they, they want the vitamin C in there to help protect yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, it's like a coal mine in Victorian England. There's always a few orphans hanging around,
1: right? Just to, like, get scraps and eat a little bit of coal. Sure. But then when it's the Queen's Jubilee, and you need to have steamships down the Thames. Thames? Thames? Thames. 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 You need, need steamships going down the Thames. And like <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking set a ride okay, it right for it Okay but now the coal mine is chugging right All these yeah. Welshmen are really working <laughs> And so you
0: need more orphans to come in Of course And to feed those guys That's what the orphans are for Yeah 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 Wait, That's... hold on Are the Welsh eating the orphans? <laughs> I don't want
1: to cast out ugly Welsh stereotypes Alright <laughs> I, I, uh, That was a very
0: useful illustrative That would be a Allegory Although <laughs> Just to be clear is, is it a stereotype that Welsh people eat orphans? I
1: just they're mountain cannibals, Sean. All, I see. No, just kidding. I, see. I, I don't. I don't think so. They're just really good at
0: longbows. I think is
1: the Welsh stereotype. <laughs>
0: so, so neutrophils that are deficient in vitamin C, right? right? So so you're deficient in vitamin C, so neutrophils can't get their good shit, right? Seem to undergo netosis and necrosis. Netosis is when they barf up their DNA. Right. Necrosis is when they just like die all haphazard-like. Gross. Rather than apoptosis. So if so, <laughs> neutrophils always die. Right. <laughs> they always die. But they can either choose to die in an orderly fashion. Right. Or they can choose to die in an explodey, terrible fashion. Exciting. One of those is very pro-inflammatory. Right. And one of those your body deals with pretty effectively. Okay. So if you are vitamin C deficient, your neutrophils die in like a fiery, crazy death- just blowing themselves up. That's cool. And it can really damage and negatively affect wound healing in an area. So vitamin C is very important for the resolution of inflammation. Okay, so very important for the innate immune system. Yeah. How about the adaptive? Yeah, so here's something that's interesting. The adaptive immune system, both B and T cells, B cells make your antibodies, T cells... Are sort of like the FBI is what we were saying, right? They like coordinate information. They have memory. Right. They interact between the innate and adaptive immune system. Right. Both of those also love vitamin C. Yeah. But unlike neutrophils or monocytes or something like that, they don't really produce a bunch of reactive oxygen species to dump out. Okay. Right. Well, that's good. One thing that they do- ship. Tighter ship. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They're not quite as naughty as they don't blow themselves up, right. typically. One thing that they do, though, is during uh, an active infection, especially one that lasts longer than like a week, Right. They do start dividing a lot. Cool. They're dividing to be able to make more antibodies or something like that. They're dividing to be able to coordinate your immune response. And the process of cell division takes a lot of energy. Okay. And so it's not maybe the vitamin C is there because they're also going through a respiratory burst Mm -hmm. because now they're sprinting to divide as often as they can. But not as important as the innate maybe. Or less clear. okay. Because the innate clear. one is like, wow, there's reactive oxygen species everywhere. Like, okay. it, it seems pretty clear why you'd need an antioxidant.
1: How about for the common cold? Right.
0: Oh. So this is a fun little bit because emergency, right? Airborne. Yeah, sure. These things are marketed as a way to like prevent the common cold, right? They're like, oh, take a shitload of vitamin C and you're going to be A-OK.
1: Well, tell me, doctor. Okay. Does it work? Because all my coworkers just chug
0: emergency when they have, like, a slight cough. So, does it help? Right. I mean, so that's a a good question. First of all, let me say, airborne and emergency usually have a dose of vitamin C that's, like, right up there near the maximum of what the World Health Organization says you should take in a day. Very, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So It's uh, a lot. Yeah. It's, like, a gram per day. Okay. Okay. And (laughs) that's a lot of... any Any, chemical to drink. And it's a testament to how well your body tolerates vitamin C that you can take that much without dying. But when I take a gram of PCP, I die. And (laughs) I ain't here no more. (laughs) I'm a ghost! (laughs) I'm a ghost cocked up on angels dust! (laughs) (laughs) So that amount of vitamin C over time is probably not good for your kidneys. Right. You might be able to get like a kidney stone or something. In a single day dose, it's probably not gonna cause you any problems. Anyway, does it work? No, (laughs) not at least in preventing the common cold. Okay. Okay. So vitamin C supplementation, even if you take emergency or something like that every day, you are not any less likely to get the common cold. Yeah. Unless you're like a marathon runner, which is an interesting caveat, actually. It's thought that because people who undergo like really strenuous physical exercise, their muscles might kind of soak up a lot of vitamin C. Okay, cool. So... It seems like they see a lot of benefits from vitamin C supplementation compared to your average person. Okay. How about when you do have the cold? Right. So I have heard it said that if you start to get a cold, take a big dose of vitamin C and it'll make the cold shorter. Okay. Okay. So I'll say this much. If you are always taking some vitamin C or you are always getting, you know, like a good amount, you're keeping your vitamin C levels up, those people, adults see an 8% decrease in the time of their cold. Cool. And children see a 12% decrease. Whoa. All of that adds up to like maybe a day shorter of a cold.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Which is like fine, yeah. I guess. You I know. I like it. But the evidence also says that once you have a cold, if you've been like sort of vitamin C deficient, you haven't really been paying attention, yeah. your vitamin C levels are not that hot, just taking one big dose of vitamin C does not really affect how long the cold is. So you need to kind of always be keeping up with it a little bit.
1: Right. You need to snort a little bit of that good stuff just every morning. (laughs) All right? With your Folgers in a cup.
0: Yeah, or just, like, fucking eat a tangerine or something.
1: You got to snort that stuff. Don't listen to Sean, okay? With his fucking fruit. People, you're paid by the Chiquita Banana Woman. (laughs) Sean's been taking Chiquita money. He wants you to eat their fruit. When you could be sucking down delicious, delicious coconut milk.
0: Wow. I actually wonder how much vitamin C coconuts have. We should look that up. A billion
1: pounds. <laughs> a golden god's worth of vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> in the
0: mouth of, look. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> um, all right. So, so let's take a break. And then when we come back, what we'll talk about <laughs> instead of the common cold is what about in a much more serious infective situation like sepsis? Right. Does vitamin C help?
1: All this and more on Late Night with Craig Ferguson. (laughs) What the fuck? Guys, we're back with Petri Dish. So, Dr. Sean... Um, what's sepsis? <laughs> no, but okay, so people with sepsis have very low vitamin C levels. The reason I asked the question is because I realize I don't exactly know what sepsis is, except, I mean, like, I used to build septic tanks in some video games. Mm, sepsis is
0: a systemic infection. Oh, shit. Okay, so a lot of times it's because the actual infective agent, like a virus, or, or the bacteria, Republican Party or something, <laughs> have actually gotten into the bloodstream. Right, they're just ha- like throwing filibusters around. <laughs> and have actually gone systemic. Okay. okay. as in they're in all of the state houses across was the country. I about to say, <laughs> they're in local elections, they're in county judgeships. <laughs> but it can also happen where you get a runaway systemic inflammation. Right. Even though the infection isn't systemic. That sounds like a cool music video riff on Runaway Bride. And it's like every
1: step that Julie Roberts take, just like when her foot touches the ground, just like red. Emerges like a like a oh. like a virus, like a septic sususu, right? Wow, the spreading. Have you seen Runaway Bride? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dad did the poster for it. <laughs> Oh man! I think I got 30 seconds into it once, and I was like, I don't know. It <laughs> has Richard Gere in it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's not like a great selling point for me. It's not, it's not a bad one. It's okay, just like okay. n- 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 it makes just got feelings. a little bit Chicago. I'm not a big Tibetan Buddhism fan. I'm really uh, more of a Pure Land guy. So uh, I just I have a I have a metaphysical
0: disagreement with Richard Gere. Makes sense. We all do. <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, okay. So people who are
1: critically ear ir- should be but- your god because he shows how to be most sexy with salt and pepper. So, like, mm, yeah. I think that could be you. Okay. okay? You just yeah. got to watch Richard Gere movies more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I got nowhere else to go.
0: Um. <laughs> That's a Richard Gere movie is a cul-de-sac. You're driving, you're driving the way you came in. <laughs> so we have patients out there that are critically ill and are undergoing organ failure. Okay. So we got patients out there who are all, like, jacked in the butt. Right. I mean, especially if they have, like, kind of multi-system Failure, right a lot of their organs are going down right if you take a look at their blood you'll see that their vitamin c levels have also tanked okay right okay. so what what do we do
1: i want to save these
0: organs right. so it's, it's actually an interesting question that you know you asking that is an interesting idea because Ooh. it makes it sound kind of like okay which side of the equation is vitamin c deficiency on, right right Is it that, oh, when all of this stuff is going wrong, your body is trying to use up vitamin C so it goes lower? Okay. Or is it that, hey, if we have a shitload of vitamin C pumped in there, can your body actually do better, right? Like, will it be able to save your body? Well, it it can't be the latter because we've already started doing that by now, right? Actually, that is controversial. Oh, (laughs) sexy. I like it. I'm a very controversial person. So, it's a little controversial whether vitamin C helps in the case of sepsis or something like that. Very cool. There were a small group of doctors that were like, hey, listen, we're not doing this right now, but what we need to be doing is as soon as a person starts being septic, right. we need to take an IV bag and pump them full of like, like 500% the normal maximal dose that you would give okay. somebody. Okay. IV, right? One of the things that they've noticed is that when people are vitamin C deficient in the hospital because they're really sick... First of all, some of those people are not able to eat stuff. Right. So dietary wise, you're like not going to be able to get your vitamin C. Right. But even if they do eat the stuff, the amount that you can absorb in your intestines is not enough to make up for how fucked up their blood vitamin C levels are. Right. So basically, you could be giving them like a shitload of vitamin C orally, their blood levels do not get back to normal. So they're like, okay, IV them quickly, early in sepsis, and then we think that it saves lives. Okay, Okay? cool. So this team of doctors was saying it. And then a lot of doctors were like, I don't know, go fuck yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So the way that you would settle that is with clinical trials. Cool. So these clinical trials, one of them, the results came in in October of 2019. Oh, okay. Wow. So this is recent shit. Yeah. Right? Like you were saying like, oh, it seems like they should have settled this. They're settling it right now. (laughs) Oh, shit. So October 2019, the results come in. The trial says that there's a certain kind of score of Systemic organ failure. Or I think it's a sequential sequential organ failure assessment. So it's SOFA. Okay. And this trial, it's basically a scoring for how fucked up your organs are. How'd it come up, baby? No change between vitamin C treatment and no treatment. Oh, okay. But they did see an increase in survival with vitamin C treatment. Okay. So their main assessment was the SOFA score. So the kind of headline of the trial is oh, vitamin C failed. Mm. But if you dig in a little bit, they mention survival. And they're like, oh, the people on vitamin C survived better. Right. Okay. So most doctors were like, oh, look, the trial said it failed. Right. And then the small group of doctors that believe in vitamin C were like, no, wait, read closer. Right. It said it succeeded. So it's actually still an open debate. And then. Oh. Another trial came in. Last month. Damn. August 2020. Damn. And this trial was a little bit bigger, so a little bit more people, and the treatment was a little bit different. It was not just vitamin C, it was a couple other vitamins and stuff like that that they think would also help and everything, right? Okay. And in this case, looking at both the SOFA and survival scores, no difference between placebo. Damn. So, to quote our friend and medical doctor, Dr. Dan, this second trial looks like the nail in the coffin. Really? The nail in the coffin, damn. Yeah, so, you know, I think, it, I mean, it, it's pretty damning that there was no difference in either one of those yeah. when you were doing this big intervention. Probably not helpful. Seems
1: That's too like bad,
0: because I remember I had a buddy who had organ failure,
1: and I just put him in a bath of emergency, oh. right? And he did transcend space-time. He died. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, when you die, your soul goes elsewhere. So It's <laughs> a complicated story to be <laughs> yeah. laughing at. But. <laughs> Okay, so how about, you know, now that we're talking about metaphysics and the soul, the brain, vitamin C can famously connect you to a higher godhead, right? So tell me about that a little bit.
0: Well, what's so interesting is that we were talking about the immune system earlier and how it loves to soak up vitamin C. Neurons are maybe the other cell type that loves vitamin C as much as neutrophils do. Okay. It just sucks up the vitamins. Right. It's
1: really hard to study neurons because the more you determine the position of a neuron, it's actually the more it's like, (laughs) right? It's the Heisenberg neuron uncertainty principle. So it's amazing that we've even
0: gone this far with um, neuroscience. Yes. Yes, it kind (laughs) of is. Neurons burn a lot of energy. Okay, during the normal functioning, they're always making neurotransmitters and transporting them along the length of the neuron and everything like that, right? And they're always using uh, ion pumps to be able to create the action potentials and all that shit. Cool. So they're always burning a lot of energy. So that's one of the reasons why it's thought that vitamin C is so important. But also vitamin C is really important for making some of the neurotransmitters and hormones that neurons make. Interesting. So that's a really important use. And then finally, vitamin C is also really important for the myelination of neurons, which is when, you know, that other cell kind of wraps some shit around the neuron axon so mm. that the little signal can go whoop, 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 And cool. kind of like hop along faster. Very cool. Right? So there's a lot of people who suggest that there's a link between cognitive issues and vitamin C. And that like maybe chronic vitamin C deficiency can cause some kinds of problems. You see that with like scurvy, for example. If you're like okay. very deficient in vitamin C... You do get malaise and fatigue, brain goes to poop. Okay. I mean, you're going to die from pneumonia. That's bad. That's not great. But uh, there's some people who are trying to see like, oh, is there a link between vitamin C levels and like Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that? Okay. That stuff is real preliminary. Okay. Okay. So I don't think there's anything people can definitively say about that. But there's also a few people that I think are a little bit more out on the ledge on this one where they say maybe vitamin C supplementation can make you smarter. Oh, Okay. I don't know about all that. This all sounds like total bullshit to me, I'll be honest with you. It's like, look,
1: if orange juice really helped old people think better, I think we would have figured it out by now, right? Like, come I, on. I, I, we have
0: so many old people and so much orange juice. I think an important thing to recognize is the difference between being chronically deficient right. versus being fine and then trying to get like an extra boost above fine. Right. right? Like, yeah. if you have... Anything chronic is real dank, right? Yeah, like, that, it, it, it is a was, vitamin... is not a very useful sentence, Well, was it? but it, I think it gets the point across, which is like, Chronic deficient, those two things are both bad. Right. And vitamin C does a real thing in your body. Okay. So it is something where if you do not have enough over a period of time, things will go wrong in your body. Right. Including maybe in your brain. Okay. So don't be deficient. Right. But it's not clear if like, oh, if I take 500% of the vitamin C I need and really boost up my blood levels, it's not clear that that's going to have any effect on you that's positive for anything. Well, I think the last thing we
1: want to talk about is big double c right we're closed caption here yeah how does vitamin c and cancer link is vitamin c actually secretly a mutagen you can slot it into your witcher character <laughs> you know right <laughs> and, then, and, then, and i had a, I had a more complete end to this this reference shit what you uh, lost yeah, it yeah i lost it nah. you you were too beguiling oh okay you just your your visage is rochester like just a a giant sexual forehead Wow. You know, that just just beguiles me. <laughs> Makes me want to find your bertha in the attic.
0: I don't know if anyone's... You know, Burn down the house. Described my forehead as giant before, but <laughs> I guess that's a compliment. Your brain is big. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, this is a weird category, because I did not know anyone thought vitamin C had anything to do with cancer. Right. Vitamin C is generally regarded as very safe. We but can not, take a lot of it. But not safe for cancer cells. Yeah, so interestingly, in a dish... If you put a relatively high amount of vitamin C... Right. Like the amount of vitamin C that you'd find inside of a neuron or immune cell, about one millimolar, but much higher, like 200 times higher than what you'd find in your blood... Right. Most normal cells are okay. Yeah. They'll tolerate that much vitamin C hanging around. Okay. Cancer cells seem to die. So if you drown a
1: cancer cell in vitamin C, it goes. Right, in a dish. I don't think that means much to me, right? If you put me in a little pit... Like give me a little sand, no problem. But if you buried me in sand, I'd die, right? Like I don't know. Like you just you just buried in some. Of course, it can't breathe. I think I think the
0: the better analogy here <laughs> is you you will use a, a ditch or a pit. Yeah, right? I'm in ditches a lot. If if you if you toss a regular person into a pit and fill it up with wine, right? They might not. Drown from intoxicating themselves. Right. Because they'll know not to drink too much. Right. Whereas you would be dead. In <laughs> <laughs> but I would die in heaven. <laughs> yeah. You just wouldn't stop. <sighs> but I think that that's kind of a similar analogous situation to the cancer cell. Very sexy. Is that the cancer cells have so many things dysregulated inside of them. Right. And, you know, it's actually kind of interesting... Reactive oxygen species uh, are typically thought of as mutagenic. Right. And cancer cells are thought of as mutated. Okay. So you'd kind of think, oh, some amount of reactive oxygen species might actually help cancer be mutated. Right. So there were some thoughts like, oh, what if we treated people with cancer with antioxidants? Yes. To keep the cancer cells from getting more mutated. That clearly didn't work that well. It did not work for shit. Yeah, it did not right. help at all. Right. Okay. Right. And in fact, in some cancers, it made it worse. Okay. <laughs> because. Reactive oxygen species is kind of a double-edged sword for cancer. Right. Sure, it can help them out, get mutated, kind of break some genes that would normally keep them from doing their thing. But it can also break a lot of other shit and just straight up kill them. Sure. Right? And that's why there are some treatments for cancer that, in a certain sense, are intrinsically mutagenic, like X-ray. Right. So there's all kinds of treatments that create more oxidant species in cancer. Okay, mixed feelings. So how is vitamin C supposed to help then? Right? Right. Interestingly, it seems like a lot of the ways that cancers, cancer cells, maybe specific cancer cells, get dysregulated with their mitochondria going all crazy and maybe having iron sitting in weird spots. Yeah. Vitamin C might actually turn into a pro-oxidant species. Okay. It might actually make more hydrogen peroxide. That's, oh, okay. Because it helps sort of like revitalize iron. Basically, vitamin C plus iron... And oxygen yeah. can create hydrogen peroxide. Okay. Normally those two are kind of kept in specific spots. Iron is normally kind of sequestered. Vitamin C is sort of all over the place, but it's kept away from the iron a little bit, so you right. don't just have runaway hydrogen peroxide production. Right. Cancer cells are not regulated very well. Right. So maybe a large dose of vitamin C actually produces hydrogen peroxide in the tumor. Right. It's almost like they're accidentally lysosome themselves. They just like kill themselves by what they produce on their own. Right. So, we see this in a dish. In the 70s, people were like, hey, why don't we give people a shitload of vitamin C when they have cancer? Right. Give people IV bags with vitamin C in clinical trials. Yeah. And saw that it seemed to help survival a little bit. Okay. In the 80s, they did some trials where they gave people vitamin C orally. Okay. And those trials failed. Okay. And then people... Kind of let it sit there (laughs) for a little bit. Okay. And then now, very recently, they've started up some more clinical trials where they wanna see can we confirm some of the 70s stuff? Can we get some of the dosing right? Right. We need a shitload of vitamin C to get this supposed effect. What, do we just like, just like inject vitamin C strain to a tumor or something? It would be nice if the tumors were that accessible. Right. So in this case, it's still an IV situation. Right. I will say that in some of the mouse studies, Where you have, like, the tumor just growing. You're just like, boop. Yeah. But intratumoral injections of shit is kind of a bullshit way of doing science. Interesting. Because, like, you don't get to do that that often in humans. Right. Why don't you get to do that in humans? I would say this. A lot of times in people, there's a primary tumor, and Mm. then if things are bad enough, it's metastasized. Right. Okay. Primary tumors sometimes are so accessible, even if they're inside the body, are so accessible, you can just cut them out surgery-wise. That's cool. That's your best option. Right. Sometimes you can't surgically remove a tumor because it's too close to blood vessels or it's taking out, you know, it's too close to some organ stuff that you can't cut around very well. Right. So then you try to shrink that tumor. Yeah. You could sometimes do that maybe with an intratumoral injection. Okay. Or you can use chemotherapy. You can use x-rays to try to shrink the tumor to small enough that you can cut it out. Hmm. In all of these cases, you're not talking about metastases. Right. Because metastases are small and potentially all over the place. Yeah. So for those, you want something you can give systemically, preferably, to be able to kill off those guys because you're not going to be able to surgically remove all these little tiny metastases all over the place. Okay, I see. You know, my ultimate
1: Frisbee team in college was in the intramural sports league, right? <laughs> and it really was both of those things because it was both intramural and it was like a tumor. It metastasized across the Northwest until there's a bunch of just terrible... Frisbee teams and liberal arts schools who are totally
0: douchey yeah. and like also still not athletic. Very cancerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, these clinical trials are not really, they're not focused on the magic bullet idea, right? They're not saying like, oh, vitamin C is going to cure cancer. Yeah. They're like, maybe vitamin C in combination with chemotherapy or vitamin C in combination with radiation therapy can help compared to just those things by themselves. So it's all about combinatorial therapy. Right. Right. And uh, we'll see. Those clinical trials are ongoing. We'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see. All right. So, vitamin C, I think the main takeaway, it's real. Yeah. Some people are deficient. Eat fruits and veggies that are fresh. Yeah. Stop being deficient. Right. It's bad for you. It's bad. But if you're not deficient, anything extra above that, I'm not sure it's doing anything for you unless you're a marathon runner. Right. So, you know, guys, like, if you want to chew on vitamin C gummies because they're tasty... Go for it. Yeah. I think they're delicious. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, what, you don't like them? Yeah, they're okay. they little
1: You should just get normal gummies then, right? Because you don't want to overload vitamin C either, right? Like, what if you re- get over a gram? It's good for me to learn Discipline.
0: <laughs> i'm like only two
1: <laughs> you seem like a pretty disciplined and guy to me by being withholding to myself in that yeah. way i'm always trying to make you undisciplined i'll put on like the music from footloose and i'll be like footloose <laughs> footloose and you're like just watching us. take out your dance issues you're just like i'm too disciplined to do this yep that is our dynamic yeah
0: all right you're like a john lithgow type let's and i'm like uh kevin bacon Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I don't know why, but when you mentioned Don Lithgow, my mind went to Dexter. Oh, yeah, he is not Dexter, isn't he? Yeah, as a serial killer. I thought you were saying I was a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. I yeah, <laughs> it's
1: okay. No, you're more like a
0: Harry and the Hendersons kind of Lithgow. Okay, see, the yeah. second Lithgow on my mind is he did a cameo on 30 Rock. Oh, that was good, too. Where he's lost in the buildings. I keep walking past the same...
1: Sabaros! That's like you,
0: and I'm the entire Rockefeller <laughs> building. When we're doing one of my meandering when, rants. When I'm wandering around inside. Uh, you. I just
1: wanna Sabarro! <laughs>
0: yeah. Alright, so let's let's Sabarros our way out of this episode. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Let's thank Stacey, our sound lord and engineer. Brian for art, Griffin for animation. You should tweet at us at Dish Podcast. We're pretty active on Twitter. You can also email us if you want. No one has ever emailed us I you're think. so tweetable baby <laughs> yeah. um sign up for
1: patreon give us you know the money yeah
0: patreon.com slash petri dish rate and review us oh yeah please you know if you're on itunes or whatever you can do it there or you can do it at podchaser.com slash petri dish Write to your local paper right yeah, uh Write okay. to the atlantic
1: but make sure that we also broke a story that donald trump hates the military because that's the only way you get published in the atlantic <laughs> uh right to your congressman about Petri Dish. That's true, that's true. Whoa, Guys, an AOC sorry. endorsement. Congress just, people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're you, 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 sexist. Yeah, get out of here. Nathan. <laughs> yeah. I mean if like any of the squad, or like Jabal Bowman or something, Ooh. Corey Bush, if any of those people endorsed us, yeah. we would definitely win our primary. Yes. Sean is running for Congress. No. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> but <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be so handsome in Congress. I just I don't think I got the time. To be dicking around like that. Guys, so endorse Petri Dish (laughs) (laughs) in all the multitudinous ways you can. Thank you so much for listening. Ich benign science. We'll see you next time.